You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Man, it's it's stormy. It is. <laughs> a, a few clouds have blown in over East Texas. Yeah, and I mean, I think we got some of the remnants here in Dallas as well. So interesting. Well, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind rain, and I don't mind cold, but I don't like cold rain. But the fact that it's supposed to be like close to sixty degrees, I'm not crying. Oh not well, crying. looky there. So for all those of you that listen up north, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. Just get a blanket. Too bad. So sad for you. Yeah, get a blanket. Get a get a fire find someone you love and snuggle up close there you go that's a good thing to do in a, on a cold wet day uh, have you ever hot tubbed in a cold wet season oh yeah that's actually quite lovely yeah when, when you have the cold raindrops hitting you on the face but the rest of your body is like sweltering hot yep. that's a cool sensation no yeah I've, i used I, I still remember back when i had hair and i would hot tub <laughs> that was a long time ago and, wasn't it, uh, yeah it was and uh I could, you know, freeze my hair, get it to stand up straight and freeze it, you know. Oh, get wow. It wet. That was cold. Oh, yeah. it was. That would be really cold. That would also be, you know, like on ski trips is what I remember. It's just yeah. so you're in the snow and it's cold. But, hey, enough about hot tub radio. This is Sexy Marriage Radio <laughs> where we are uh, having honest conversations about what goes on behind closed doors or on kitchen or tables between, or couches or. Or between our two ears. Or. And even better, and closer to home between your two ears, yep. where we just are having, we want married sex to be the best that it can possibly be. And so we go all over the place to talk about what ails and struggles and problems may arise in your life. And the reason we know a lot of that is because our listeners let us know. They send us fe- emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And that helps us, you know, what do you, what do you call it? Um, keep the pulse point on the... Fingertips on the pulse point. Thank you. There you go. See, yeah. the wordsmith. <laughs> pulse point on the fingertips. I'm the tech <laughs> guy. Shannon's the wordsmith. Um, but the, also, you can jump on iTunes and leave us any kind of comments and reviews and five stars because we want to help um, just spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for fantastic sex. Indeed. And we Indeed. want we want as many people to hear this message and join us as can. And then a quick blurb, just because we're in enrollment season, uh, we got one month to go before the early bird discount goes away for the getaway. Which is significant. It is. It's a lot of money. It is. So if you want to sign up, it's like seventy bucks extra if if yeah. after the early bird discount goes away. But if you want to join us for the getaway, we want you to because it's filling up and it's going to be a fantastic four days in June. So, all right. Let's. Let, I want. I want to jump right in. I'm going to dive I'm, in. I'm Let's taking a in. lead on this one. Okay. Just because. Because because you want to be the alpha male. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one without you know. Uh, no, but it, but it is something that uh, we touched on last week. In the response to um, some emails that we had from the week prior. Mm-hmm. And and it really kind of dovetails straight into an area that I see. That's really, really big as a problem in marriage. Yes. 
And I would totally agree. Okay. And I think that it's really, really big as a problem in women's thought lives too. So I am really glad that we're discussing this today because it's actually been on my list of topics that I've been so eager to cover for a long time, but we're letting you take the lead. So you go for it, Corey. Don't let me snatch that no, no, no. ball from you and run. No, I, I get it. But it's, <laughs> it's the idea that there's, I don't know. It, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was I came across the concept of the nice guy. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before mm-hmm. our, our conversations. I actually thought about writing a book once upon a time called Married to Mr. Nice Guy, but I think it had already been done. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's a guy, it's a colleague friend of mine that I've come across and, and created a relationship with now named Dr. Robert Glover is the one that kind of coined the term that I'm aware of. Okay. And um, because he was noticing that there has been a, decades of societal shifts of masculinity and how it has changed over the years. And so that lots of times now men have been raised by women, not mm-hmm. by men anymore. Right. Cause men are in the workplace and don't have a lot of right. time and energy when they come home. Right. And, and this even goes back to my upbringing and maybe even slightly before where, um, you think of all the elementary schools, middle schools and high schools, predominantly women as the teachers, yeah, teachers, mm-hmm. um, and even the administration has more and more of the women now used right. to be, I still remember administration, you know, principals, vice principals, all that was always men, but now right. that's not always the case. You know, right. It was such a low paying position, which, which is, is pathetic. Just which a is shout a good out to th- all the teachers out sure. there. And it's a good thing. I mean, I, I like that there's equality. So hear that very clearly, but it, it's the idea though that I have a personal belief that nothing can bestow masculinity but masculinity. Right. A man becomes a man in the presence of a man, right. not a woman. Right. And so I totally agree. So a lot of that has changed over the years. And so men have become nice guys. And 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 if I was just to kind of with a nice little bow describe a nice guy, it's a it's a man that thinks he can have a problem free existence and can get what he wants. By just being nice, by just being good, cooperative, helpful, right. yeah. Well, that's the intent. That's the that's the good side of it. What it actually plays out as manipulative and covert. Oh, <laughs> or, or just a doormat uh, who's not pursuing her like she really wants and needs to be pursued. True. True. And it, it could go either way, I think. Right. But they think that, and, and I think to a degree, you know, I had a client once tell me this of, um, you know, it's the warm fuzzies and the cold pricklies. You know, if you give out warm fuzzies, you're going to get warm fuzzies back. That's the philosophy. Yeah. yeah. And so to a degree, we all do that. We all have a little bit of an exchange based mindset because if I just do good, it's likely going to be returned. Right. But what about the times when it's not? That's the issue is because when marriage happens and when life happens and when you get down to the nitty gritty, there's a lot of times where what I really want in my life, if I don't go claim it, if I don't go seek it, people aren't going to give it to me. So this kind of goes back to what we've been talking about when your sex or when your spouse isn't into it. When you want sex and your spouse doesn't, you're saying that sometimes the root cause of that. Is he's just being too Mr. Nice Guy, possibly? It, I think that can be a key factor to it. That's not the all of it. That's probably not all of it because a lot okay. of this is a learned thing. So okay. it's a process of recognizing what I notice a lot of times with men, whenever I'm speaking, whenever I'm working, 
with guys and, and, and as a couple or as individual guys in my office or the husband mastermind groups that I have running. The common thread I've seen is that men, and I'll put myself in this category, I forget that my wife is a woman. I think that the, <laughs> I think that the fact that just because she's, I, well, I think just, I, I, I fall into the, she's my wife. So, okay, I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to do that stuff. I don't have to, you know, I don't have okay. to do the fundamental biological kind of things anymore. And so I'm doing myself some harm and I don't recognize it if I fall into that trap. Shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And then wondering why you're limping around wanting sex and she doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. Because a, a, a universal thing among nice guys is they want their wife to want to have sex. Yeah. Not just want to have sex. You know, not, they don't want to just have, want to have sex. They want their want, wife to want to want it. You know, they, they want that there's a, you know, a longing. There's a, a passion. There's a drive. There's a interest. They want an interested and motivated sex partner. Right. Who not only will respond, but also do her share of initiating. Mm -hmm. He wants to feel pursued. He wants to feel desired just like she does. Right. I, I get that. And, and at some point, Corey, I think that it would be good for us to do a show on pressing the pause button for a sexual sabbatical. I don't want to do it this show, but I, okay. I do think sometimes women really do need to look at where am I hitting a wall? And the only way to really understand that is hitting the reboot button altogether, taking all pressure off and letting her look at her life, which is so much of what we do at women at the wall workshops. Okay. But one of the, one of the common themes, you know, speaking with this whole alpha male, Mr. Nice guy type of a thing, one of the common themes that usually comes up at every single workshop is among the eight to 10 women in the room, usually at least one, sometimes more than one, women will admit that she is having obsessive fantasies about someone in significant authority over her, whether okay. that's her pastor, her boss, a professor, just someone that she perceives as higher in authority as um, alpha male, as uh, dominant, as relatively emotionally available, uh, that when she's sitting in the pew, maybe he's preaching that sermon and she just feels like he's looking directly at her. Like, I just think that it's really, under, it's really important for men to understand that women long for that man in her life to take charge and to lead, uh, yeah. not, not forcefully, not my way or the highway. Right. But simply, uh, I know that this is my role. I know that your bent is toward me. So here, let me let me lead a conversation. Let me lead you in a prayer. Right. Let me lead you to the bedroom. Let me lead you to the best orgasm you've ever had. Like a woman longs to follow after that. Um, but she has to have it in front of her to follow after it. If she doesn't have her husband taking that lead, sometimes you can just feel as if you're living with your best friend or roommate, mm -hmm. but not your alpha husband. Right. And that's, and that's the struggle is because a lot of times I think men, we do this when we date, we understand that game. When we're, when we're trying to win the woman, when we're trying to, you know, conquer. But after that, it gets into this, I don't really know how to lead because leading involves conflict. Leading involves tension. Leading mm. involves she may Getting not be on the zone. page I'm in. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you step out there and take those hits? And that's the struggle because I think most nice guys, they don't want conflict. They are conflict averse. 
big time. And, and that that's sad because when you, when historically you look at the male figures in society, you think of like William Wallace, you know, like in Braveheart, you know, they're not conflict avoidant. It's like, no. we're men, we go to battle, we die. Right. You know? It's like you, you, you see a cause that you're willing to fight for and you fight. Right. And I just wonder how many men out there are struggling with why their spouse isn't into it when their spouse really hasn't seen them fight in an effective, constructive way. I don't mean fight as in, you never went to it. Yeah, I just mean, put on your big boy boxers and pursue her like a man instead well, of- And again, hold on. I, but, but see, I also think this is beyond failure. just, pers- I think this is beyond just pursuing her. I think this is a pursuing of life because being yeah. alpha isn't just pursuing a woman. Right. You know, living more authentic or um, some of the stuff out there that I've come across is called integrated men, um, authentic men, uh, more mm-hmm. solid men, you know, however you want it. So it's not new age masculine guy and it's not nice guy and it's not machismo guy because that's where right. oftentimes Women we go back that. and forth between extremes. Yeah. And so it's it's how do I it's confront life? Yeah, it's it's confronting life from this side of me. It's it's the idea of I will do what it takes for what I care about. I will yeah. do what's important even if it makes me look bad. The, the the thing I'm thinking of and this is I was putting some stuff together this week cuz it's been sick week at my house with my kids so i've had a lot of time in the house a lot of germs going around your house yeah so i just i get on the computer and try to not touch anything um (laughs) so i was i was looking at some video clips and stuff for the getaway on just trying to capture some of the men and women and some of the different things and and one of the things that came to my mind was uh you remember the movie cinderella man with yeah russell russell crowe yeah and so they're having trouble keeping the heat on you know it's really really bad this is before he's got the fights that have started making him some money but he's got that possibility now and so he had made a promise to his son oldest son he would never send them away and then his wife had to because one of them was sick and they couldn't they had no money for food or heat and so she sent him to her sisters and her and her fathers and he was devastated but what did he do he went and humbled himself and asked friends for money I mean, mm-hmm. he did what was necessary did what he had to for do. his family. And I remember seeing that clip the first time at a conference I was at. And, and I, I love it because the guy that was leading it said, okay, aside from the fact that this is Russell Crowe, who in the audience was interested in having sex with a man like that? Mm. And everybody, including guys, were like, that's an attractive dude. <laughs> and it's not – and I, I'm not it's taking – yeah, it, yeah, it's <laughs> just – well, but it's just the whole – Okay, that's a good person. He's he's picking himself up by the bootstraps right. and he is taking the alpha male role even if it looks like weakness, it was a strength. Right. It was one of those I'll do what I have to do kind of right. thing. Right. Right. And and that leads me to, you know, suggest the question that I think that every husband needs to ask his wife. And and I don't mean like in passing. I mean like sit down, offer her a cup of tea, offer her a foot rub and say could you help me understand what you need from me? I want to make sure that you feel as if you're getting what you need from me. But my interpretation of what that need is may be totally different than your interpretation of what that need is. And you may not know how to answer me first pop out of the box, but think about it because I really am a man who's interested in meeting your needs. I think simply asking the question would make her just a little bit flustered. I mean, like flustered in a good way. I mean, like, you know, a little bit, Maybe even okay. May, let's go to the bedroom and talk about it. Maybe, but the, strug- the struggle, the struggle, yeah, the struggle I got with that though is that's really close to nice guy in it. 
that's kind of the whole give me the roadmap and I'll follow it to a T because I think the idea of being a stronger lead, because think of it in dancing, somebody's got a lead. Yeah. And to, somebody's got to follow to really, to really have good synergetic dancing. Somebody has to lead. Right. And it, and it, it's real easy. Nice guys. And I, I know this cause this is my path. It's this whole, okay, I'll lead. Where do you want to go? And it's like, hold on. Right. I'll take you on a date. Where do you want me to take you? Right. So there's got to be a component of you've got to just step up and say what you know of your spouse already, what you know of your wife, because you've already had these conversations. So it's now use those because yeah. it hasn't been as pointed as what you're saying. So there's merit right. to, all right, I'm going to come at this completely different and be very overt about it. I like that. Right. Right. And that's, you know, bringing that power to the, ta to the table, to the conversation. It's not a wimpy, well, what do you need from me? It's a, I want to meet your needs. Right. How can I better do that? Right. Because I, I, I acknowledge, I can't read your mind. I've probably tried some things that haven't exactly flown as high as you would like for them to fly. Tell me what you would enjoy doing. Like I have been telling Greg for years, I would love to, like you just mentioned dance classes. He says to me last night, there's a dance class Tuesday night at this fitness center. Do you want to go? Heck yeah. Like he, you know, it, the light bulb came on and, and he's taking the initiative and he looked it up on the internet and he found it. And that alpha trait, it's like, he's probably getting sex after those dance classes, you know, like he, he, yeah. Um, when I think about how a woman responds to a man in authority, in leadership, um, I think about, um, famous works of literature or movies like the scarlet letter right how hester Prynne was just putty in dimsdale's hands uh i think of the Thornbirds, where maggie is just just you know crushing like crazy on richard chamberlain and that it is her goal in life to make her love him more than he loves his role as a priest i think of phantom of the opera where the i forget the main character's name but anyway she's so drawn to the man who possesses the talent that she aspires to. Right. Like sh give her something that shows her that you have something that she wants. Right. That she either wants to follow or she wants to emulate or she wants to possess or she wants to control or she wants to manipulate in a good way. And I mean, a sexual way, like when you bring something positive to the table, she, she's going to do something with that eventually. Right. Unless she has a big wall that needs to, that she needs to dissect and figure out what's my problem. And because let's be real. It's not always what the guy is or isn't doing. Sometimes it's what true. the woman is or isn't letting herself think why she's not letting herself go there. Cause it's a two way dance. A man can lead, but if that woman is just standing there and not following his lead, they're not going to dance. Right. Right. And that's where it's important for, guys that are trying to step up to recognize it is a process. So sometimes it's up to them to take care of some of their side of it too. Mm -hmm. They have yeah. to confront their own stuff because what I'm thinking of as you're talking is what I think we need to do as men, because this is the way I capture a nice guy in my mind is he's an orbiter of his wife orbiter he's an orbiter like a helicopter husband not quite this i think of it as planets that he okay. is he is caught in her gravitational pull and he just mm -hmm. orbits her the whole time but as he's orbiting it's always uh, this undercurrent of watching for 
the possibility of availability of watching for you know it's it's looking for signs to pounce for what you want rather than set up <laughs> the stance to just start living for what you want and that's the difference so it's the difference is rather than always orbiting her because that's hovering that's what i used to do we've mentioned yeah. i've mentioned this in the shows before where i knew sex would be happening that day or that night and my wife would be like um you're hovering back off and i'm like you're right sorry so the whole goal of of changing to being more of a better lead is i have to present something worth orbiting as well yes for her to get caught in your gravitational right. pull. So that way we totally. go back and forth between the planets, if you will. Yeah. And I know that there are probably a lot of men out there hearing this orbiting conversation and they are thinking that sounds freaking exhausting. <laughs> okay. I, I, let's just be real uh, that, that they have not been as in tune with their wife's cues as they could have been because they're so focused on work, the computer, the television, uh, fantasy football, video games, okay. kids. Like he has to create the bandwidth to become a student of his wife's needs right? and vice versa. I, I think that women certainly have a responsibility to be a student of her husband's needs as well, because again, this is not always a, he wants sex and she doesn't. Sometimes it is the other way around. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that the woman take the alpha lead. Um, I think that's a totally different show. So let's not get sidetracked here. Okay. Hey, uh, one night Greg and I were watching, I think Downton Abbey and something came on PBS afterwards. And it was, it was all about the sex life of kangaroos and, um, other Australian animals. It, it was quite fascinating. We actually could not stop watching it, even though it was way past our bedtime. And something that I couldn't help but notice is that a male kangaroo is, is very, um, I don't want to say forceful because obviously the female is submitting, but he is very dominant. Right. And while he is procreating with his female mate, he is also forcefully using his legs to fight off other male kangaroos that are coming <laughs> at her. And it's really a, a battle of the, you know, the survival of the fittest type yep. of a thing yep. that, that the, the one who fights the hardest to pursue her the most avidly is the one that wins. And there are others that would be, you know, eager to get to her, but he has to use his strength to satisfy her while fighting them off at the same time. Yep. I think that this is the reason that so many affairs happen Sure. is because he stops fighting for her and someone else comes along and starts fighting harder Yep. and she is putty in their hands yep. instead of her husband's. Yep. And I also just want to, to talk about a couple of psychological things in regards to if a woman is fantasizing about that boss, about that pastor, about that professor, about that guy in leadership. I need her to understand that that is merely a projection. Uh, we've talked about projections on other shows before. I use the example, if you walk into a room and a teenage boy is projecting a pornographic movie onto a screen, would you get mad at the screen? No, it has nothing to do with the screen. It's who's doing the projecting. Right. And that the fantasy that's going on between her two ears is telling her something about her past trauma or losses or neglect or feelings of not being accepted or loved or approved of probably by her father. It's a, it's a father figure projection sure. most likely. Sure. And what she needs to realize as an adult woman is she doesn't need to project that onto another human being. Uh, like specifically with pastors, you don't need a middleman between you and God. You have direct access to God. Uh, and you don't need a middleman between you and daddy. If your daddy is still alive, or even if he isn't, go to his gravesite. But 
go have conversations with your father. Like don't go looking elsewhere for what you lost in that relationship with your dad. It's kind of like that woman on her hands and knees under a streetlight looking for her keys at night. And the police officer says, ma'am, what are you doing? She says, I'm looking for my keys. And he says, well, is this where you'd lost them? She said, no, but it's the only place I can see to look. That's what women do with their fantasies projecting onto all these other men. That's the only place they can see to look. But right. if you lost something with daddy, go reestablish it with daddy. Or if you lost something with your husband, go reestablish it with your reestablish it with your husband. But also know that as an adult woman, you have the power and the strength not to need a father type figure. You're, the idea is that we need a father when we're a child, but as an adult, we become the parent. We do not need an older authority figure to stroke our ego. We right. are capable of reaching inside of ourselves right. and having a relationship with God such that we understand who we are in Christ and, and, and feeling that strength that we want from someone else from, from inside ourselves. Right. And I believe that when a woman can do that, then she is so much more emotionally and sexually uh, available and responsive to her husband because what her husband is bringing to her isn't the, the rain in a desert. It's icing on the cake. Right. She doesn't need it, but she wants it. Right. Yeah, it's to create so maybe, a great cake of life and let your relationship be the icing. Yeah. And so maybe the reason that she's not wanting it is because she needs it so desperately and she she just hasn't she hasn't connected all those dots. She hasn't realized where she lost her keys. And she needs to do that. Okay. She does. Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys be, let's be real. There's a lot of guys being shot down. And it's not about them. It's about her and her daddy or it's about her and her brother, or it's about her and her boss, or you know, whatever. It's not about him. Right. She owes it to him to well, explore what it's really about. Okay, I, you know me well enough. I hope that it, it's not all about him. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. because we're, we're I, I, in we're in multi causality world. I not, I think that it's good though for you to to really challenge the men and me to challenge the women sure. because it a two way street. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just how do you set yourself into the best possible scenarios? to live according to what you hold dear, what's important, what you want and learn how to, cause this, this is one of those. Okay. So how do you, maybe this whole message is resonating with people. So they're asking, how do I do this to me? The first step, and this is mainly to the guys It works with women too, but it's mainly to the guys. It's you've got to learn to detach from outcomes and start to just live according to what's right, according to what's important, what you hold dear, what you want even. I mean, that's the whole, if you think of all the different movies that you've ever watched that have made you just kind of, that have bolstered you by the time it's over, you know, you leave ready to, you know, if you, if you think of the guy war movies, you know, if you think of all of those, every single one of them, they went into a conflict not knowing the outcome. You know, like all the World War II stuff, you know, obviously we went in with an advantage in the sense of numbers, but we didn't have the strategic stuff and everything changed. So, but it's, did we stop or did we not storm the beach? No, you still storm it. And that's right. the whole idea of that's you risk being shot down, right? That's the idea of I'm going to, I'll die on this hill if I have to, because mm -hmm. it's worth it to mm -hmm. me. And, and sometimes a woman has to see that her husband is be, is willing to be shot down before she realizes just how often she's firing the gun. Yeah, maybe so. You know, will she really be motivated to look at why she's shooting him down time and time again until, you know, until he you know brings that to her attention? Yep. And yeah, because that's the whole, 
if I have, if I've had a conversation with a, with a guy that's in a sexless marriage and he's, he's wondering, how do I do that? How do I introduce this back into the relationship? And I'm like, okay, first off you have to separate. It's not whether you introduce it or not. It's how do you begin that process towards it? Well, yeah, but I know, isn't that going to bring about some really tough conversations? Yes, it is guaranteed. Well, but won't that possibly mean the end of the marriage? It might. It might, but, but hey, the, the point to me is how do you, how are you going to face it? Not what are you going to decide? We want to mm-hmm. get into this as men mode. How, what do I need to decide? How do I map this whole thing out? And I have it. Uh, here's here's plan A. Here's B. Here's C. Here's D. Here's E. Here, I have it all mapped out. That's kind of the way men are. When I, when we're driving, lots of times I'm thinking that way. If this guy moves over, I could do that. You know, it's just kind of it's just a planning things out. We can't do that in relationships. Instead, it's how am I going to face this? How am mm-hmm. I going to confront it? Men because really fear rejection, don't they? They do, because I then I re- but I realize I can handle it if I can detach from outcome. And I can start to face things in a little more forceful way in the sense of I'm going to be more solid. I'm going to be more upfront. I'm going to be more overt. Now, all of a sudden, I likely will start to see better solutions that will arise. Okay. So you're saying that as he puts himself out there as the masculine figure that he is, the chances of her responding as the feminine receptor are greater. At least I have more data if she doesn't. At least I've got a, okay, I see what's going on. I mean, I, I had a guy tell me once that he's he hasn't been in their bedroom in years because they've just they've had a lot of stuff going on, and he feels he's like I'm getting pissed off because I have to knock to enter my own bedroom. Oh, and it's like no, you don't. Well, but isn't that an invading of her privacy? Okay. Do they share a bedroom what's or your, do they not? What's your point? You know, it's just this whole. Hold on, you can still be respectful and upfront, yeah, about things, and that's the difference. Because I think nice guys think, "Oh, I don't want the conflict. I'm going to make her mad. I'm going to." Yes, you are. So, what now? Uh, yeah, her anger is not the end of the world. No, it, it, all, not really, even she, all. Because she will often need that trigger before she well, will ever look inside herself. And I don't know why I'm thinking of this na- just now. And this, I guess, this fits. Tell me if I'm off base. There is a peace that is only found on the other side of conflict that can never only be found that way. You can't find the same kind of peace when you negotiate and compromise. Sometimes battle lines have to be drawn before any victory can be claimed. Absolutely. Sometimes war has to be had before (laughs) victory can be claimed. Civil war, yeah. And the way that you had a practical suggestion for the men, I feel the need to toss out one for the women. Ladies, you got to learn to ask for what you need. If you don't even know what you need, how in the world can you expect him to know? And he is probably trying every way under the sun that he knows how. He's probably speaking his own love language for lack of really understanding yours. You've got to know what floats your boat and you got to be fair enough to give him the rules of the game so that he can play to win. Right. Right. Because that's, I mean, if you think about it, we, we all, both genders trip themselves up in things. We just we do. do. We shoot ourselves in the foot. We just and cut do. off our nose to spite our face. And then it's so easy just to blame our other, the other partner. You know, yep. well, if she would just do this, if she would just do that, then my life would be hunky dory, and it's all their fault that it's not. Yeah, Play but actually, life. actually, I don't think it is. If even if they did everything, I think we create our own stories. Yep. We are the author of our own lives and the author of our own marriages. 
So the goal to me of this whole show, the goal to me is just recognize how am I not being solid and visible in my life? Because there's lots of times I try to hide, I try to cover. Um, here, here's a little, a little experiment, fellas. Spend the next day or two taking notice of all the other men in your, in, in your surroundings on our, as they walk around, is their head up or down? And is there, are their eyes looking at other people yep. or are they downcast? Yep. yep. That's a great sign. Because that'll kind of tell you what's going on. True. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for, taking some, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, hope it leads you to the getaway with us in June. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See you next time. We love time. it for listening and we want to see you face to face. <laughs> <laughs>